Welcome, friends, to this week's episode of If I Only Knew, our podcast with me, Matt, and my co-host, Fred. Last week, we spoke about the use of the term gaslighting, comparing how it's been used clinically in the past to how we're using it in the mainstream today. Now that we've considered gaslighting as a concept, this week we want to talk about another challenge in modern-day relationships, ghosting. Now, ghosting and gaslighting are clearly different concepts, but they're both harmful to people in relationships, and they're both enhanced by technology. Do you think ghosting's a new phenomenon, do you, Fred? Well, see, this is where we have a problem, my young friend. Because mm. when I was your age, ghosting was disappearing from a party without saying goodbye. Yeah. I've also heard the term used, and I apologise for being crude, about doing a number two, wiping yourself, seeing no stain at all on the paper, looking in the bowl, and there's no turd. Are you with me? <laughs> totally ghosted. Now, it's not a definition I ever used. That's amazing. If you look at this fantastic scene with Jamie Lee Curtis and Emma Roberts in Scream Queens, I think that's on Netflix, mm. they have this discussion about ghosting, which I think is fantastic. For the benefit of our listeners, I think what we're talking about when we talk about ghosting is this idea of suddenly disengaging from a relationship, mm. okay? And unfortunately for everybody nowadays, that normally includes some sort of online engagement. Now, typically, it's, again, intimate relationships. Sometimes it can be the idea of friendships. Other times it can be things like work, and there's a big discussion about how recruiters deal with candidates. Uh, you know, it's that idea of applying for a job, getting 10 phone calls, being told you're second in line, then you hear nothing for three months. Then the recruiter has a job they think they can put you in and they ring you and you say, but you never rang me back and I want to deal with you. And they say, no, 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 I rang you tons of time. So are we right in saying ghosting is this sort of walking away from a relationship without giving the person notice, without telling them what's happening, just disappearing? It's absolutely how I use it. Absolutely how me and my friends use it, I think. And I think there's this sense of it has, it doesn't have to be, it is almost always because of or facilitated by technology, I think, because I think that Maybe it makes sense that back in your day, it didn't quite mean this because most of your relationships with people, you had to see them because they were on the same street as you. They were out in the park with you. They were down at the pub with you. One way or another, you were going to run into them, right? Whereas nowadays, I think there's quite a few relationships that you develop with friends that you don't have to see, that you only ever maintain through technology. And I suspect that's allowed this to develop as, as a problem. Do you think it is a problem, Fred? Well, I, I take offence to the you in my day. Back in your day, back in your back day, in ye oldie days. See that ageism that he throws into the podcast. <laughs> We're trying to educate people. That's why I called If I Only Knew. Um, I do think there's a difference, and it's because it's something that you just said then was really fascinating for me. I want to tell you, uh, uh, you know, yeah. this will probably be edited out, folks. Um, it's because your generation are a pack of pussies that won't knock on a door, okay, <laughs> that won't pick up a phone. It's like, oh, my God, they haven't replied to my DMs. I'm being ghosted. Go to their house, drop off some flowers, say hello. But the reality is with more options for connection come more options for disconnection. Yeah. And so, Matt, I have a question for you. You've talked about this idea of, ghosting in the modern era um, and part of that is I think that relationships are defined differently now because of the use of technology you can have really good friends that you've never met and only chat to online you can keep up with people through their social media and at the same time you can be disengaged blocked dumped quickly based on the idea of what they do with their communication towards you 
do you think this is a genuine relationship problem that's been caused by transactional meeting places like Tinder, Bumble, and whatever other apps that uh, that you guys use to connect now? Yeah, I think that's a really interesting question, Fred, because I personally see ghosting as far broader than just the romantic relationships. And I know that you're not just talking about that, but I definitely think that's the way in which it's used and talked about. But I see ghosting as being um, this this sense of how do I chain a friendship or how do I get out of a relationship that I might not want to be in, in a world where that person can get my attention at the click of a button through technology. Yeah. You know, so, I, so I suspect that you know, if there was uh, maybe an acquaintance that you had from, from school and, you know, you got along well enough with them because you were in class, but maybe you don't quite like what they've been up to recently or whatever, then you just wouldn't meet up with them in person. You just wouldn't go and see them. But now I think they can come to you all the time. And so I see that as being one key part of why people might ghost is because I think they, they, they're trying to put distance between themselves and others to be like, I don't actually want to talk to you right now, but the only way to stop talking to you is to stop your connection to me, even if they've gone to them and said, hey, not right now. Because I don't know about you, Fred, but there's no one in person that I've ever gone to and said, oh, nah, I don't want to be your friend now. And I, my priority is always just drifting apart a bit more slowly um, because I feel like it's really hurtful to do that. So I feel like ghosting has taken the place of a hard conversation like that. The ability to avoid that hard conversation is facilitated by technology. I think that sort of fascinates me a bit, actually, because it's the convenience of disengaging without having a confrontation. Yeah. yeah. Okay? So in the world that I live in, uh, you said to me, have I ever ghosted anybody? And the short answer to that is I haven't. But I have said to people, we can't be friends. And there's one example. When I was younger, I was in a relationship and her sister was in a relationship with a guy and he wanted to be my mate. And we got along reasonably well until such time as he violated the boundaries of their relationship. And he sort of said, look, you know, even though she and I are broken up, let's be friends. And my response to that is, mate, after what you did to someone that I care about, it's family. We can't be friends. And that was a conversation we had in a pub over a beer. Um, and that's how you did it. And, you know, sort of, uh, you know, it wasn't a relationship that meant enough to me to want to pursue it because of boundary violations. But it was also... Uh, not transactional enough that I could have just said, fuck that guy, I'll just, you know, ignore him when I see him because we, we're in the same social circle. So there had to be some sort of closure, I guess, in regards to that. Um, and he pursued a friendship that, you know, I didn't need at the time and I didn't want friendships with people that would do bad things to people. But I guess in today's environment, there's this really kind of powerful concept of being able to cut people off. And there's something that you just said, and, and it's a word I hadn't heard before, it's this concept of overwhelm, you yeah. know, because you got the Snapwats and the Watchats and the Good Tinder effort, good effort. The, the, what do you call it, the Bumblebees yeah, and you've yeah. got the, the Facebook Messenger, which I thought only old people used, and you got whatever else, TikTok. TikTok, that's, that's a new one, Fred. My God, that's, that's only come out in the last year or two. I'm impressed. It's, I thought I was going to get it wrong and say TikTok then for a second, but... <laughs> But you got all this stuff where everybody publicizes everything online and then they want to know, did you see? And then they get upset if you didn't like it and yeah, all the rest of yeah. it. And I can imagine if you're sitting there thinking, you know what, in the priorities of my day right now, I've got you know, my, my exams, I've got, you know, things aren't going great with uh, with things at home. Uh, 
I'm having a fun time in this smaller, less um, intrusive social circle. Fuck these guys. They're not adding any value and I don't want to see what they had for lunch. Literally, you people post photos yeah, of what yeah. you're about to eat. <laughs> Look, uh, you, you, I want to defend my generation here, Fred, but you're right. I hate that myself. I really don't like this stream of content. And I don't want to sit here and paint like ghosting is the right thing to do or the necessary thing to do even because I have so much respect for the conversation that you were just talking about that you had with this person to be like, this just isn't it, mate. This isn't happening. I think that's the right way to do things. But I'm, I'm personally invested in this because I have ghosted someone, an acquaintance from school who kept messaging me who I didn't really know all that well. And I just eventually stopped replying to their texts because I didn't want to hurt them and this wasn't going anywhere. And so I felt bad for that and it felt like the wrong thing to do. But I also wasn't sure that because they had access to me across six different social media platforms, it was much of another way that I could get out of being involved in their life apart from ignoring their messages. I'm curious upon reflection if there's a better way I could have gone about that to sort of separate our lives there because I'm not sure that there is with the way this technology intertwines us but there might be well see so on the one hand ignoring somebody is the kindest reaction compared to letting them know that hey maybe they're a bit full on see I find that really bizarre because and I'm not saying that you're wrong because I get where you're coming from, the overwhelm and the, this yearning need from somebody to kind of fill themselves up with you. It's like, oh, I'm more than happy to have a conversation with you about books that we share interests in and that sort of stuff. But when it was, when it ended up that I was talking to her more often than I was talking to my really close friends, I sort of felt like I'm giving you more of my energy than I'm giving people who I really care about and have cared about for a long time. And that might not be the right choice for me. So how do I resolve that? Yeah. And listen, you're not on trial for breaking this. No, no, but I'm really curious for it because I felt pretty terrible about it. And I I continue to, but I wasn't sure if the right choice was to confront her or not. And because it didn't seem to be the best solution to me. Uh, and, and, you know, it's a tough one because one of the things you said is the investment of resources. And I think this is where ghosting comes from. You know, on its worst level, this is this idea of people that can, and you hear the stories and they're not untrue, people can invest in a relationship for a period of time yeah. and then just disappear. Yeah. And that is, again, another form of abuse because you're actually abandoning somebody. And abandonment, if you look at children, the, the, the trauma that kids really struggle to deal with when they get older and, and be adults is abandonment, okay? Because it is absolutely in the absence of a reason why you disconnect the person can only make up that it was about them, that they came on too strong, that they did the wrong thing, that they're unlovable, that they're unwanted. And typically you would see that if you think, you know, think about your own situation, how long have you been with your girlfriend now? Oh, four months now. Four months. Four months. Let's assume it's going well. There's a lot to love about you and she's a great person. And then from tomorrow onwards, she just stopped calling. It would be impossible for anybody with any form of ego strength to not in some way make that about them. And there is no certain, and let's hope that doesn't happen to you. Thanks, it's Fred. All good and wonderful. You know, these are the, hey, you're a catch. <laughs> but it is about an investment in time. It's also this idea of real relationships versus transactional relationships. And this is why I think ghosting is on the rise. If you look at the five people that in person add value to your life, 
I believe it'd be really hard if you saw those people, they added value. And this may be people that you don't see very often, but they're the people that enrich you and fulfill you and make you a better you. They could be new friends, old friends, family, parents. It's nearly impossible to ghost those people because they're too good at getting in. But when we live in a world where you can put a photo up on an app of your rippling abs and somebody puts a photo up of a, on uh, the same app of them in a bikini and there's a bit of chemistry there and after one or two or three or four days of messages, however you kids do it now, you end up in the same environment and after being in the same environment, you end up in an intimate relationship and you realise that, and I make this up and this is vicarious living for an older generation, <laughs> that it's all about the physical chemistry but when you talk, she thinks you're an idiot and then you try to hit her up again, hit up's the term that you people That's use. That's right, no, you, you, know you, you got that in. Thank you, I learned. Um, you try to hit her up again and, and you get nothing. You know, I think that's more prevalent than people imagine because we transactionalized connection. Yeah. Whereas in my generation, if you had to ask a girl to dance and then go to the trouble of asking for their number and deal with the idea that more often than not, if you look like me, you're going to get a no rather than a yes. Okay. And then you get a yes, and that's really exciting. So you ring, but you've got to ring the home phone number. You're probably talking to their mum when yeah. you call. And then you've got to work out where you're going to call from because you don't want your mum to hear, so you go down to a public phone. You're on a public phone ringing somebody's house, organising to meet them somewhere, and they turn up. You know, even a bad date means that you know how to reach out and get a hold of people. Now it could be block them from the app, block them from your phone. There's a great feature on an iPhone where you can block a number, you can block them from your email. And if you're not addicted to social media, you don't have to worry. Pretty sure you can block them on WhatsApp. You can block them on Facebook. You can block them on Instagram. You can block them on Pinterest. I don't know if that's still a thing. You don't watch their TikTok videos. You make sure they can't see you on LinkedIn, you know, and you can do that all with a swipe of a button sitting over a cup of coffee telling your friend that it was a really crappy date. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think what you're talking about in terms of those more intense relationships where we disengage is this idea of over time we lose interest because it's not ghosting if you stop responding. It's ghosting if you immediately and suddenly stop responding. And there's this great thing that's come out in the literature about this idea of those people that have this concept of fixed destiny versus those people that believe that relationships grow. So essentially there's this, you're more likely to be ghosted if you meet somebody that believes that the first time they met you, if the chemistry's not there, if it wasn't perfect, then it's never going to work, right? And that's a real 2021 mindset, you know? If it's not perfect straight away, bang, you're gone, you're done. One date, he paid, I paid, that's it. Right. This is Versus people that say, you know what? I want to get to know people. I want to take my time to know people. I want to see what investment there is. And if it's a romantic relationship, it might grow over time. There's enough to like. And I suspect that older people probably have learnt about growth in a different way because the options were so much harder to, ask, uh, to access. I mean, picture me and you in a nightclub. One of us is going to get more interest than the other. Okay? But you'd get over that. You would deal with being. I'm joking. One of us. One of yeah, yeah. One of us, Fred. One it's of us. We're not, gonna, we're not going to. We're not going to put out there who though. It's one of us. Yeah. I want you to know it's like playing the lotto when you look like me, Matt. It's all a numbers game. <laughs> okay. 
It's just you don't need a thousand, you only need the one. But what do you think, mate? Do you think there's any credibility of this idea that ghosting kind of comes hand in hand with this transactional kind of relationship yeah, society yeah. technology gives us? I definitely liked your idea that like relationships do seem to be fundamentally changing in one way or another. And I think that uh, like are they now transactional? Well, some of them are. There's definitely very transactional relationships that come out of places like Tinder. I want sex. You want sex. Therefore, we sex. That's how some of these Tinder relationships go. But if that's how you're approaching Tinder, I understand why you might be struggling. I think that um, I definitely think that that's an option, and I suspect that it makes it harder to actually connect with yeah. someone when you don't have to be invested in them. I think yeah. transactional relationships are easier when it's not another human on the other side. Instead, it's yeah. a phone, a set of texts, a speech bubble, something like that. And, you know, you, you talked about your circumstance where the person that you had to break off a relationship with or a friendship with was connected to your social circles. Yeah. I think a key difference in the in the way the internet facilitates relationships is these people can be cast adrift. They can be found from no connection to you whatsoever. So there's no consequence to abandoning. You know, if you, if, if if I ghost someone in one of my friendship circles, suddenly my like ten of my friends are like, why the hell did you do that? You bastard. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I think that's a really big difference as well because it's it's not bounded by the same geographical or social connections that these relationships used to be, which facilitates this ghosting. I think. And I think a problem with that, though, Matt, is that even it's because the way I've heard you just describe it is it's easy in, easy out. Yeah. And I, I believe that to be true. I think that's really succinct. But it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. It yeah. doesn't mean it doesn't hurt just the same way. Especially when both parties have different ideas about what it should be. Absolutely. I think that's the key difference to me. But, you know, if a Tinder hookup is just that, just a Tinder hookup, that's fantastic. It has all power to them. But if one of them thinks it's a bit more serious, that's a real problem, I think. Or if one of them has a good time and wants to go again, and the other person perceives that as breaking that boundary of, you know, I sex, you sex, we sex, I think is how you put it. Okay, I'm going to get a t-shirt made for you. <laughs> the other aspect of it is, is that there's, there's this phenomenon of rejection that comes out of because you're simply swiping on photos, not getting the reciprocal swipe or the like is also another form of rejection. And it's really paying into this idea of transactionalizing what people feel about each other. I think it's really interesting that people have posed the question, and it's unfortunately always people about my generation. I've met somebody that wanted to create an ethical dating app where there's two limits. One, that you have to engage with the person for a period of time with messages before photos could be unlocked. Yeah. And the second was there was no place in the app for nudes. Yeah. And the, the whole concept being if you've got to invest in people then you'll treat people like people rather than mannequins with glossy photos the only counter argument i had to that idea because i think it's wonderful in theory is that people won't use it that's exactly what i was thinking fred oh, that sounds like a lot of work to me if i if i wanted to just get onto tinder and do tinder things then i'm not going to use that app instead See, I, i'm a little different to that because coming from the generation that i'm at where i was your age I'd be literally sitting here right now with about 30 phones, <laughs> swiping everything, typing photos, no photos. I'd be doing it all because, again, I think I've pointed out to you, it's a numbers game, yeah. you see. I don't think people know how lucky they've got it. But at the same time, I feel really sad that you, you skip that developmental leap of having to engage in 
a really personable way to form your connections, whether they be intimate or otherwise. And and one of the questions I have about ghosting is, what do you do when it's someone you consider a friend? Because friendship changes. There's a, a good uh, a good friend of mine is a gamer, and they have great friends that they game with. These are people they have never met. They probably wouldn't know their real name. They know gamer handles, you know, like Wolf727 or something like that. Easy. I think the issue is that, you know, they, they've got friends that are gamers, and they felt the departure of that person from their life no differently to an other relationship ending because they saw that friendship as meaningful, whereas they've never met the person. They don't know who they are. They don't know their real name. They're just a voice in a headset while you're both shooting at the same thing on a screen. Do you think that ghosting has the impact it has? Because it has an impact, it still hurts. Because in a world where you're not as deeply connected with people, even shallow connections can cause you pain when they're gone. Interesting, Fred. That's really fascinating because I think the way you phrase that as uh, considering possibly a lot of these ghosting relationships as being shallow, um, uh, some sort of comparison being brought to the um, people that your friend plays games with as being less meaningful or less significant really interests me because I wouldn't have said your friends, gamer friends, are less significant friends. They're different, but I wouldn't have said they're less significant. Um, I think personally that the internet is a medium for us to connect how we want to connect. And so I think people who play games together, if you're going to do it for a long time, you've got to want to be friends. You've got to want to have that connection because you're choosing to spend so much time together. And sure, it's through a video game. And I, uh, when people change games, when people leave consoles, when all this stuff happens, that hurts. That's hard. No doubt about it. But um, I don't think that means that they're not friends or not, not friends of the same calibre in the first place myself. I think that this is all about expectation to me, Fred. I think it's about where to, if two people expect to be friends together playing a game, then that's going to work really well. And they can be great friends because they're on the same page there. I see ghosting as being a real problem where the two people have different expectations about what the relationship is like. So I think that if your if your friend and their gamer friends expect to just be shallow friends, then they'd be shallow friends. But if if they expect it to be deep friends, then they'd definitely be deep friends. Whereas I think ghosting hurts so much because you're expecting you you thought all this time you had no indication that you weren't good friends. You know, you thought you were you were getting along yeah. well, you thought you were connecting, but then it turns out that was all a lie. And I think that's really hard on the ego. It's really hard for the people who are being ghosted. Um, and there's probably, to me, something about the way technology allows us to have those different expectations, those yeah. unaligned expectations, because we're not in the same room, because we can't read each other's faces, because, because it's just that little bit more detached. I think the technology allows us to develop expectations that are different to each other. So some of my best friends I play video games with primarily and and it's excellent it's great time but that's because we know each other we know what's up we're we're all there for the same thing but if you're trying to, to carry a whole relationship by yourself i think that's bound to hurt when it doesn't work out it's interesting because the, the thing that you just opened me up to is this idea that friendship is really changing and in the absence of the explicit stuff that you get that you know let's go out let's yeah. go to a movie let's go to that You've got to fill in the blanks yourself. And a person that says, hey, I don't play PlayStation anymore. I've decided to move into Xbox. 
that can cause people pain in the modern age. And isn't that fascinating? It's just, it's just another example of regardless of the medium, whether you're old or young or whatever, you're reaching out for connection. And any time a connection is severed, then that causes pain. And that's probably a good place to end today's conversation, my friend. I have learned so much. And we're thinking about going to a second show a week, our uh, Let's Talk About Life show, which is essentially, if I only knew better, looking at current events of the day. It's the hot goss, it's the chat, it's the celebrity, the politics. For this week, I want to say thank you, my friend. I have learned a lot, as usual. Oh, I've learned tons as well, Fred. I've really enjoyed uh, some of our differing opinions on this year. Absolutely. And just remember, okay, at the end of the day, there is nothing better than talking it out. Listeners, if you've heard our podcast, you'd know I'm a big fan of personal accountability. Certainly, personal accountability leads to better health outcomes. And let's be honest, 2021 is not the time that you want to bury your head in the sand. When it comes to your own health, your happiness, or what you need to get through life at your best. Accelerate Health is now available in Queensland and New South Wales in select sites and medical centres. It offers best practice, credible, evidence-based psychological interventions, physio services, speech pathology, occupational therapy, or podiatry. Again, now's the time to take that personal accountability for how you're feeling, whether it be stiff bones, whether it be sore feet, whether it be a need to get a checkup from the neck up, 2021 is your opportunity to start the way you need to continue. So call 1300 817 791. That's 1300 817 791. Or check out accelerathealth.com.au and book an appointment with a clinician in a clinic near you. Accelerate Health, getting you to your outcomes faster. Thank you for listening. This podcast is a Better Pod Group production with special thanks to our researcher, Nicola Binks, executive producer, Matt Blanche, the providers of our theme song with credits that are in our bio, and of course, you, the listener. It's important to remember that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Whilst there are therapeutic themes discussed, in no way is this podcast considered treatment. And in the event you're in a psychological emergency, please reach out in whatever way you can through triple zero or lifeline 13 11 14. It's important to remember that the discussion is for entertainment purposes and the opinions voiced by podcast hosts are theirs and theirs alone. Any reference to copyright or copywritten material is of course the copyright of the copyright owner and or relevant corporate entities. Thank you for listening to Bed Pod Group Productions and tune in to some of our other excellent pod productions on this network.